leadership in cybersecurity isn't just about understanding threats. It's about leading a team to navigate them with confidence. At CPF Coaching LLC, we specialize in taking your leadership skills to the next level. With over 15 years in the cybersecurity field, we empower professionals and startups to reach unprecedented heights. Imagine having a personalized coaching experience tailored to your unique career ambitions. From strategic planning to masterful pitch and interview preparations, we're here to guide you through every challenge. Join us for our unique value proposition workshops or dive into our vibrant learning community for continuous skill advancement. Don't just be a part of the industry. Redefine it. Visit cpfcoaching.com for more information. Discover the leader within. Contact CPF Coaching LLC today and schedule your strategic session. Welcome to Breaking into Cybersecurity. Uh, Renee, my other podcast co-host, is not here today, so I'm taking this one solo. She might pop in a little bit later. Um, but today we have an amazing guest on. We have Jeremiah Parker. Um, who just broke into cybersecurity, uh, has an amazing story, very inspirational. Um, saw his post on LinkedIn and was like, this is the perfect guest to, to bring on for you guys uh, so that you can hear his story. He's a little modest, but um, we'll, <laughs> we'll try to break him out of his shell. So, hey, uh, Jeremiah, just tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, um, what made you want to get into cybersecurity? Uh, it started... I don't know, probably 20 something years ago, I was living with my aunt and uncle in Washington, DC. My aunt was working for IBM at the time. Uh, she was working on a software, uh, working on Tivoli, which I later found out was a seam and I didn't know anything about it at the time. And she got me kind of started in that, but I, I started working, messing with computers and networking back when I was younger, seven, eight, my uncle was in a, a, a vice president of research and development at several companies in the, uh, Sterling, Virginia area. And it just was a natural progression to get into computers and, you know, start learning how to hack and all that stuff. I love it. Hack what? What's the first thing that you hacked? I actually wrote a little, his little oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> there used to be this uh, XB Connect. It was a way to trick Xboxes into thinking they were on LAN. And I moderated the chat there and the technical support there for the for the for the application. And uh, mm. I wrote a little script and hid it inside of a, a video file. And it was when, right when Halo Three was coming out, like just before Halo Three. And it was just a little shutdown script, just you know, little command line stuff, just to shut the computers down. And I put the video link in the chat, and like seven hundred users clicked it. So it was. <laughs> It was really bad. I mean, but it was, you know, uh, the gaming community is filled with trolls and stuff like that. Lots of pranks. So nice. It nice. was, was fun. So, so where did that take you from there? Um, that took me into uh, learning how to actually do something. Um, I started studying for the CEH, um, which I still have not obtained. That's a, that's a goal. I don't really necessarily I've learned a lot more about it, the differences between like the CEH and the OSCP and GPAN and things like that. But uh, now I just want it because I've been after it for so long. It, it's one of those, <laughs> I have to have it. But so yeah, you, you mentioned the CEH. What, what certs do you have? Uh, Cause I saw it was quite oh. a list. Uh, currently uh, a plus network plus security plus 
CYSA plus, server plus, CASP plus, and the CERT Nexus CyberSec first responder. And I've got a couple of MTAs, uh, the fundamentals. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, so you, you started with a, a background in IT. What made you want to go on to the other side rather than just supporting operations? What made you want to go to securing it? I I think I've had this. It's hard to explain. I have this thing inside me about protecting people. Mm-hmm. Um, always, you know, always looking out for other people and not so much myself, I guess, but just looking out and wanting to make sure everyone's secure and safe. Um, my family, you know, friends, and I guess it was just naturally natural for me to move into something that was basically the same thing. Defense. Um, that's how it feels anyways. It's kind of hard to, it's not about money at all. Cause I don't, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's fun. Number one, it's fun. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the things that um, Renee and I have learned over the years is that if you do this for a passion, you won't get burned out as quickly. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, you can still get burned out, but because it's fun, because it's exciting, like um, you're you're just having fun. So um, let's tell us about the, the process that you that you did to get your certs like that's a long list of of CompTIA certs like it is how did you approach it and tell us about that um well i i started it okay well i was unemployed and i woke up one morning i was like man this is not working whatever i'm doing is not working and so i started making some calls to some universities and colleges and i was like hey what what, tell me about your program and nothing, nothing clicked at first. I was like, man. So I ended up calling my computer career. And because all I wanted to do, I didn't want a degree at the time. All I wanted to do was get some certs, you know, and try and break back into IT. Because I had been playing video games semi-professionally for a decade or trying to, I should say. Wasn't very successful, but still. Um, and I called my computer career and they're like, hey, you can use your GI Bill. And you get, you know, this program gives you like A plus, Net plus, Linux Essentials, and some MTA certs. I was like, well, that sounds like a good start. So I signed up with them, and two and a half years later, I'm still, I got one more English class for my associates with them, and they've paid, you know, well, the GI Bill's paid for all the certs, but um, yeah, there's a lot. They offer a lot, actually. I'm not, it's not a promo. I, I love them to death. They do take care of me, but. I've used a lot of resources to pass these exams. Well, um, the well, cast, let's well, talk- go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was going to say, let, let's uh, dive into that. What are some of the resources? Like um, you can share them in a, if you want a, a, a post, like if you haven't done so already, but I was a playing, post I, with some I, of yeah. the resources, but uh, let's, let's talk through them. Like what sure. are some of the resources that you used? Uh, for CASP alone, I had the books, um, uh, Nadine wrote, and then I used IT Pro TV, Pluralsight, uh, the Skillsoft that, that my computer career gave me when I went through the courses, and a lot of reading, a lot of hands-on. I had to build a lab for a lot of that stuff because I hadn't done it in production. So it was like, how do you do it if you 
can't do it, you know. Um, I use a lot of videos, YouTube. Uh, mm-hmm. LinkedIn Learning has been one of my favorite resources. The content really? through there is amazing. You know, Jason Dion's got his classes, Mike Chappelle, great stuff. And it's all, you know, you pay your, your premium and it's all free. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be free. Exactly, exactly. Um, you said you built some labs. Where'd you build them? Uh, well, they're right behind me. I've got a couple oh, of Cisco. Nice. Yeah, I've got a couple of servers. Uh, one of them just runs my VMs. And the other one's a file server. And then I've got my Cisco routers and switches that I used to practice on iOS on there uh, when I was taking CCNA. Um, yeah, I got uh, – yeah, that's pretty much it, honestly. But the, the VMs server – virtual route. What's that? I said you went the physical route versus um, the cloud route. Well, yes and no. I can – I use both because it's, it's a physical network and then on top – it's also virtual inside, so I can run VMs inside my servers, and then I've got them. I've learned how to allow them to escape from each other. That was that was fun, actually. That was that took a, a while to figure that one out. And what made you want to do that? I was bored. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's it's fun for me, you know, especially like. Learning something new. I had no idea. Uh, for example, the virtual switch connected to my physical adapters and getting those to connect through the, the Cisco switch and through the Cisco router into the other server. It was like I had no idea what I was, what I was doing. I had no clue. They don't mm-hmm. teach you that stuff in the CompTIA exams. You know, mm-hmm. So that was a, an extra research. You know, I had to go to Google, my favorite place, and figure out, well, how do I make these talk to one another? You know, then I had to learn about VLAN trunking and, and tagging and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, all confusing at first, you know, and mm-hmm. that first time you send that first, that first ping and it goes through, you're like, oh yeah, I learned something that was good. Uh, it's fun. It's fun knowing, knowing how things work, I guess, you know, um, and learning something new that you've never, never done before. Nice. Well, you definitely highlight one of one of the other topics that we we reinforce all the time. That um, while there's traditional education, there's certifications. Um, nothing really beats that that hands-on training. No, and if you're doing it yourself versus on the job, it, it's still that hands-on experience that really uh, gives you that upper level. Absolutely, absolutely. I I, I learned. And there are different types of learners. You know, mine is tactile. It's got to be. If I can't put my hands on it, I'm not understanding it at all. Nice. So you, you one of the reasons that your your job post came across me is that you recently did a, a big career transition. Uh, talk to us about um, going through that role search and um, getting that first role. It's it's been brutal. You know, especially since COVID started, it's like, man, uh, I I probably sit on LinkedIn 80% of my day looking at job postings, using Indeed, ZipRecruiter, Monster Jobs, and I apply for so many positions. How many? That, oh, my gosh. Uh, I think I've been on 36 interviews since September. Of last year, oh, wow. and it 
took me a while to, to land a position and I got, it was luck. It was pure luck. Um, I was getting no callbacks, completely getting ghosted. Um, not even the standard form email where we've gone with another, you know, candidate, just nothing, complete wow. silence. And, and then Blackboard was like, Hey, you need a job. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's start tomorrow. <laughs> like, I don't care what we're doing, you know, help dad. I don't care. You know, that's, yeah. And that's been the thing is that is I, I don't, I want to do it so badly that I don't care to, you know, stay in the trenches as long as needed to, to get to where I want to be. And that That's another thing that, that we, we mentioned that, um, sometimes some of the ways into cyber is through the traditional route to show Absolutely. your employer that you got the chops, uh, sign up for Absolutely. extra projects, um, help out with extra things and show them that you have the gusto and then, um, they'll give you an opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I volunteered for places and get ghosted. That was crazy to me. Like I'll work for free. Just give me the experience. Just let me, let me touch your network, please. And nothing. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Um, so t- tell us about like the, the, the interview process, the, the application process. I mean, um, you mentioned Blackboard came out. Was, was that something that you applied for? Did they reach out to you? Like I applied for it and I got a call back almost the same day, I think that I sent my resume in and that was, it was really a struggle because at the time we, you know, it had been out for a while, you know, I was, mm-hmm. um, so it was, it was definitely needed getting close to Christmas and things like that. Um, yes, yeah, stroke of luck, honestly. I had just, I had a problem with my previous job and I was, I, my diabetes was out of control. Like I was running numbers like 600 every day. And so I couldn't see, I ended up losing my job, um, the, the previous job. And so it was like six weeks between jobs. It was like, man. Uh, but I took that as a moment to go, okay, what are what am I doing? That's that's not working. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I met with my doctors and got the diabetes under control. And so now we're now we're just full steam ahead. Let's go. You know. Nice. What what are so? It sounds like you had such a long journey. What are some of the tips and tricks that you would share with someone who's also going through that same journey? Um, lots of applications, um, no luck. Like, what, what do you do to persevere? Um, my, uh, my late grandmother told me something uh, just before she passed this year. Because uh, she was my best friend, and I would talk to her about all my problems and all the job hunting and she said something very profound to me one day. She goes, you just haven't found the right company yet. The, 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 the place that you're supposed to be at, you've not crossed paths. And so I try to remind myself of that every time I get a rejection or I don't get a rejection, I go, that wasn't the right fit. That wasn't the right company. You know, that wasn't the right position at the right time. Um, so it's, it's hard though, to not get discouraged when you're putting in, you know, five, 10, 20 resumes a day, you know, or a week, whatever you're doing and you're not hearing anything back and you're not getting positions where you're getting on interviews and you're, you feel like you did a good job on the interview and then you didn't get the position anyways. It's, it's easy to get discouraged, but you know, you have to remind yourself that why you want to be in cyber for one, 
or IT or whatever the job is you're applying for. Your why. So it could be your kids. It could be money. It could be, you know, recognition. And once you have a big enough why, you won't stop pushing. You can't. Um, my, my son is my biggest why. He's 18 months. He's amazing. And I can't let him down. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's, um, that's funny that you, you mentioned that cause I, I'm in another group. And one of the, the things we talked about this week is, um, Simon's next, uh, start with your why. Um, <laughs> and, and that's such a, a motivational concept that once you flip it around, folk, don't focus on the, the minor details, the benefits, right. the, all the little things focus on your why. Cause then, then you'll be happy in the long run and the little Absolutely. things won't, won't matter. Um, so in, in your search, did you like do things to target certain roles, target certain companies? Um, talk to us about that process. I was arrogant. I ain't going to lie. I was, I was so arrogant. Um, even starting out, like when I started at my computer career, I was like, I skipped a plus I skipped network plus I went straight for the security certs. I, you know, and I was like, in retrospect, that was, that was a really poor decision because I didn't, even though I had a foundation, you know, I'd worked break fix. I'd worked some networking, even though I had that foundation, I didn't have a validation of that foundation. And so when I got to these higher certs, you know, you walk into an interview with a, with a CYSA plus for a cybersecurity analyst role and you've only ever done break fix and people are looking at you like you're crazy. You know, even with my CASP now, it's like he has CASP, but what has he done in security? I was like, nothing. No, it's, it's, it's hard work and it's perseverance, you know, um, I'd love to be let loose somewhere. Honestly, I'd love to see what I could do. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, did, did you find ways to share, uh, some of the security things and concepts that you were doing, even in your break fix roles, even in your networking roles in those interviews? Um, no, cause I'm a horrible at interviews as you can all tell. Um, <laughs> I'm terrible. I hate talking about myself. I hate talking about money even more. Um, no, it's, it's, I've not, I've not breaking, I've not, I've not had a breakthrough there yet. Um, okay. I'm sure it will come in time where it's like, okay, you know, I'm still, uh, I'd read somewhere the other day about, you know, uh, well, it's actually on the show, actually on the other podcast, um, the guy from the attorney general's office talking about using home labs as experience and putting those in your resume and, and it's something I haven't done yet. I need to. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what about your next steps? Like, what do you do to keep current? Like, what do you do to keep yourself going? Um, Black Hills information security. Those guys are amazing. They do webinars a lot. I try to attend as much of those as I can. Uh, we just got through with the, the SOC core skills, four day course. That was really fun. Learned a lot there. Um, any ten, any kind of new training that sh comes up, I'm usually on it. Um, new mm -hmm. websites that pop up, like Let's Defend.io, you know, try hack me. Anything that pops up, any new rooms or new pathways, I try to get on those as quickly as possible. Um, 
just to kind of keep current. Um, I just got accepted into my CISSP program through uh, Onward to Opportunity. Uh, and I'm excited for that because that's, that's a really big thing for me. Anyways, I, I don't know if I keep thinking like if I get a higher cert, then that'll open the right door. If I get a higher, you know, I know I don't have the experience for the CISSP, but the associate of ISC2, I think would even open doors at this point. Yeah. Um, one of the commenters, uh, Cedric Toller, asked if you've been uh, applying for help desk roles. And um, that's actually one of the reasons that that you that I commented on, on your post, because you had all these certs, but then you were so excited to Absolutely. get this, this help desk level role and break in in the trenches. Absolutely. That goes back to me being arrogant. I thought that because I had so many experience, you know, so many years experience in break fix and building my own computers and this and that, that I deserved to be in a SOC analyst role or an incident responders role. And I quickly learned that that wasn't the case. I wasn't entitled to anything. I had to earn everything, you know, and that generally starts at the bottom. Uh, so, yeah, I applied for I still apply for help desk jobs. I, I you know, it's every day I, I look for something new, the next, the next step, the next step. Um, but that's just my inability to sit still too, though. You know, uh, I get complacent, bored. So, but yeah, absolutely apply for help desk jobs. You got to have that foundation, you know, you got to be able to show that, that progressive experience, um, especially for cybersecurity roles. Have you been um, working with your employer to do more like cyber related projects, things like that, that you can help them um, with their platform? I mean, um, I've mentioned it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because I, I know they're they're big in, in the education space and Absolutely. with COVID and everything, they're definitely um, in high demand, I should say. Uh, <laughs> I, I, te I, I teach on their platform, so um, I, I use it on a daily. Um, so that's great. That's great. Um, what regards to your your next steps? You mentioned uh, considering the associates of CISSP, um, and you're almost finished up with your associates degree. Right. Uh, congratulations on that. Um, what, what what's next for you? I'm hoping some, I'm hoping a security job. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I want to do, I want to do penetration testing. That's really what I want to do. I, I had originally leaned towards blue teaming. Um, but the more time I spend on try hack me and hack the box, the more I really, I want to understand how to break it. That way I can understand how to fix it, how to defend it. Um, and have you tried looking at, um, bug bounty programs as a way to get in that space? I have. I'm looking for a mentor for bug bounties because I'm afraid to get arrested, honestly. I am so scared of, of accidentally going out of scope. Um, so, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's frightening. But at the same time, you know, uh, I'm taking it slow. I'm still learning, you know, cross-site scripting and cross-site script forgeries um, to have a better, hand, a better handle on when I do start, but yeah, it's something I'm definitely looking into. I, yeah, I mean, it'd be I, fun. I highly recommend it. I mean, there's, I, I know of um, bug bounty hunters that uh, they specialize in just a certain type of bounty. So you can start there um, right. and then progress your way over. I mean, pen testing as, 
as a profession is so wide because you have everything from hardware, um, which you have a lot of background in. So you could specialize in that area of pen testing um, all the way to software, web, um, and and so on. So I I think you have a a whole wide area of of verticals that you can really um, focus on. Now, Absolutely. if you had to like like summarize your your journey and break it down to one piece of advice for someone um, following in your your footsteps, what would that be? Just don't give up. Chase your dreams, man. You know, it's. It, I had to wake up one morning completely broke and busted to go, to to change my attitude. You know, like you go out there and do it, earn it. If you want it, go get it. You know, legally, don't go stealing things, but, you know, you want to you want to change your job. You want to change your career. Go do it. Yeah. You know, take the risk. If you fail. Yeah. Which you, you will. You know, you're going to fail. Failure is the best teacher. If you fail, pick yourself Absolutely. up. And go again. Nice. Um, one last comment before we go. Um Cedric also mentioned that uh, in his experience transitioning from an electronic tech to IT, that there's a lot of troubleshooting issues that sometimes come up and that you only have experience from being on the job. So um, take that with you. And what I would highly recommend for you, um, Jeremiah, is that when you're when you're doing your interviews, find ways to correlate. your help desk experience, your breakfast experience, and turn them into security issues. I mean, even everything from um, helping to reset passwords and helping to change those bad behaviors for passwords, that's a security thing. So uh, find ways right. to relate those into um, security Absolutely. stories for your interviews. Okay, well, uh, thank you so much for, for coming on and um, have a great rest of your day. Oh, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thank you, Chris. Absolutely, thank you, take care. Thank you. In the rapidly evolving world of cybersecurity, your business needs a guide that's as dynamic as the threats you face. CPF Coaching LLC delivers unparalleled expertise to elevate your cybersecurity startup or business with a decade and a half of specialized experience. We're not just advisors, we're your strategic partners in growth and risk mitigation. Our tailored advisory services range from immediate hourly guidance to comprehensive three or six month packages, all supported with encrypted messaging for real-time assistance. For more information, cpfcoaching.com is your destination. Forge a path to success and distinction in the cybersecurity landscape. Connect with CPF Coaching LLC today and secure your business's future.